0: Listening to Standing in the Gap, standing for truth in a fallen world. On today's episode of Standing Alone,
1: Paul understood that the Bible was relevant in the first century and the Bible will be relevant in the 21st century. Paul knew that people will come and go, that fads will come and go, that issues of the day will come and go, but that God's Word will remain true forever.
0: Welcome to Standing in the Gap, Standing Alone with Josh Tompkins, a topical discussion designed to offer listeners a pastoral insight from a biblical foundation regarding a variety of issues and the world around us. I'm your host, Mike Cross. Today we'll hear from Josh about church fads and following what is popular versus adhering to what is biblical. And now, from his message titled, What's Hip in the Church? Let's Listen In.
1: And we're back after a very, very, very long hiatus. I think we've been gone for about maybe even close to two years now. And I know I've missed doing this podcast, and I know probably you've missed it. You've probably sat at home somewhere thinking, boy, we would love to hear another episode of Standing in the Gap. I know you've missed it. Uh, well, your wish has come true. You're going to get it. We're back, and we're better than ever. I think we're going to have more material. We're going to have better sound. It's just going to be a much better experience for you. We've got so much for you to look forward to as we get back to Standing in the Gap. Uh, today we're going to do a standalone Uh, message um, and our topic is what's hip in the church or fads in the church and I'll get started real quick with what is a fad I know you you listeners you know what a fad is you know um, what trends are Uh, but real quick a fad is anything that would be a short-lived enthusiasm for something uh, for anything really something that's here today and, and maybe gone tomorrow and usually the first thing you think of when you hear about a fad is you think of fashion. Uh, because fashion trends, fashion fads, they'll come, be here one day. They'll be here one decade maybe. You can think back to what people used to wear in the 60s. They don't wear that today that I, that I know of. What was fashionable in the 70s or even in the 80s, I grew up in the 90s. So what I, what I wear now probably looks like the 90s. I, I'm still in that fad. Uh, but you know what that is. They're here today, and they're, they're gone tomorrow. I mean, I, I see things today that are fads that I know that they're going to be here for a, a short season, and they'll be gone very, very soon. I actually hope that some of these fads that the kids are wearing today will be gone very soon, and I could easily get myself in trouble with this, but I've got kids, and they follow the fads and the, and the trends, usually coming from New York City, coming from Hollywood, coming from the movies, coming from... Uh, Social media, they'll see celebrities wearing things, doing things, uh, saying things. And before you know it, they start doing it. Everybody starts doing it. But it'll be here today and gone tomorrow. Uh, I hope that the croc phase that was popular in the early 2000s and is back again now, I would love to see that go for good. Uh, I'd love to see the tight pants on men. I mean, I don't know where that came from, but I've yet to adapt to that one. I'd love to see the short shorts go away again. I'm not talking about on women. I'm talking about on men. Uh, the shorts need to go past the knee. That's, that's how I feel about it. But that's just a fad. That's something that um, it, it'll change with the seasons. It'll change with the, the decade. We may look back 10 years from now and be embarrassed by the hairstyles we have today, the, the man bun, the uh, words we say, uh, the things we watch. You look back at our yearbook photos and think, wow, what was I thinking? It's a fad. Um, and everybody seems to follow the fads, the trends, the things that are popular. They're Again, they're gone as fast as they came. But you know what that is, and I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of fads not just in the culture, not just with our teenagers, but there's fads that are in the church, and we see it all the time. I've been in church long enough to see. I've probably been in the church my whole life, been uh, working in a church, serving in a church for over a decade now. So I've seen how fads come and go. I've seen trends come and go. I've been studying church history. This is a topic of my studies right now, uh, looking back at the 1600s, 1700s, and walking our way through the generations of the church, and you'll see how fads happen even in the church. Uh, there's a, we see a lot of that. It could be things that are silly. I've seen a lot of silly fads in the past decade since I've been serving in the church. I've been pastoring now for uh, almost 11 years. So I've seen a lot of fads. I've think, seen things come and go. Uh, you can see it in, in the design of churches as you walk into a church, some churches you walk into, I've been in some recently where I say this church looks like it came straight out of the, the 80s with the design of the church, with a stage that the church has. Uh, you walk into some churches today and they're so modern and so hip and so cool. They've got shiplap all over everything. Uh, so you see a lot in, in the design of the churches, the TVs, the different things. These are all simple, silly little fads that happen in the church. And it's untelling what our sanctuaries will look like 10 years from now. But not just in the design, you'll see it in the style of the church, how people dress in church, how pastors are dressing. I mentioned the top pants. I see that all the time on pastors nowadays, and I'm not judging that, uh, but I, I see pastors that are so hip and so cool and so trendy in the pulpit, and, and they're going to look really, really foolish 10 years from now when the trends totally change. Uh, so you see how they dress. You see even the content of the church today, uh, as, as it changes, I've seen book trends uh, what the church is producing, what the churches are reading, what they're doing in their Bible studies. Books like The Prayer of Jabez, uh, that, that was 10 years ago. And everybody was talking about it. It was the talk of the church. Everybody's doing Bible studies on it. Everybody was reading it and studying it, and it is is non-existent now. Uh, nobody's talking about it, e- even the purpose-driven church. Uh, that was 10 years ago. Nobody's talking about that now. It was a trend. It was a fad. Uh, the Circle Maker, that's a more common fad that I, I wish it would go away very, very fast. Five years ago, it was a Shack, uh, another book that should have never been in the church, but somewhere in Hollywood, they made a decision that this is popular, so the church followed the trends of the day. Uh, I believe some of the best books that we can read in the church aren't the new stuff, the fashionable things, the trendy things, but the old things, the books from the, that I'm reading right now from the 1500s and 1600s. But you see that we have... A lot of silly trends in the church, a lot of silly fads um, that just come and go. And it's not just silly. You'll see some that are very, very serious trends that, that take place in the church that, that shouldn't be as we follow the culture and what they think we ought to be doing. Uh, I'll give you just a couple. Uh, we've, we've seen a, a fad in the church that doesn't seem to want to go away. The seeker-sensitive movement, the church growth movement, where people will do anything and everything to get more people into the church. Uh, Almost a carnival atmosphere just to get people to come to church. That's a fad. It's not always been that way. Read church history. Uh, Church history, you'll see that the pastors back then understood that more people didn't always mean a better church. Uh, They understood that some loss of people in church is good, and some that you add into the church is bad. I I like that. Some adding in the church is bad adding. Um, so we don't need to do things that just—anything and everything to get people into the church. If you have to, to, to attract them with a carnival to get them into church, then that's what you're going to have to keep them with. That's what a quote by Charles Spurgeon that said, if you have to give a carnival to people to get them to come to church, if you have to give them a show, if you have to give them an experience, if you, if you have to have uh, you know, d- different things to, to get people to come, uh, then you, that's what you're going to have to keep them with. Spurgeon said that. Then you'll have to keep them with carnivals to get them to come back. Uh, so that's just a fad that doesn't seem to be wanting to go away, that we do whatever works to get more people to come. Uh, it just started a few, you know, probably a couple decades ago, and it's, it's just continuing today. I'll give you another one, the, 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 the touchy-feely experience of church. Uh, this is a fad that comes and goes in seasons. You can go back to the Great Awakening, and they, had, they fell into that dangerous, touchy-feely experience of church, that everybody came to church for the, for the feelings, for the emotions. And then it went away, and it became, you know, good again, where it's more about doctrine. It's more about teaching. And it's less about emotion, less about feeling. And then all of a sudden, here we are today, and it's come back. It's made its way back. It's like it's like a normal fad. that can come, and it can go. Uh, it's like the Crocs. They were here 10 years ago, and they're back again today with this touchy-feely stuff. It's come back into the church again, where they set the, the mood in the church they'll turn the lights down low They'll the, the, the music that's just so soft and so easy and, and for me I, I sit and wonder in churches like that are they trying to date me or are they trying to save me uh, so you've you got to be careful with that that's a fad, that's a trend and I, I hope that fad, that trend will go away very soon and then another trend that's taking place in the church today that I see is uh, a focus on the current events of the day the issues of the day uh, you'll see churches today that they spend their time so focused on what's going on in the world, what's going on in the current events, what's going on in the news, that they, they totally abandon what's going on in the Bible. Um, if the times are bad, then you'll see an end times conference in the church. If the news is politics, they're going to have a series on politics. If it's social justice, and that is the issue of the day, social justice, and you'll see churches bowing down to the culture. If the culture is talking about social justice, then we must be talking about social justice. We're just following the trends. If it's feminism, and that's a big topic today, and the more I see it in the news, the more I see it in the culture, the more I see it in the church. We're just following trends. We're just following fads. We're doing what the world, they're they're dictating to us what we ought to be doing in the church. Uh, There's other things out there as well. It's just, uh, again, the social justice, the feminism. This puts the church at the whims of the culture. This puts us blowing with the wind of what, the world is telling us to do, uh, and we'll be all over the place. There'll be no foundation. There'll be no, nothing settled. Uh, we're just doing whatever Hollywood tells us to do, whatever social media tells us to do. If, if the, the world is saying we've got to reach college kids, and we'll do anything in the world to reach college kids. We're just doing whatever they tell us to do. We're doing what's popular on Facebook, whatever's popular on Instagram. We're designing our churches and our services the way the world wants us to design them, And we're doing it not because it's right, but because it's hip, because it's popular, because it's cool. And that puts us in a bad place as a church. So I'm going to stop there, and we're going to come back and talk about not the fads in the church, but how we can be faithful in the church.
0: Here at West End Baptist Church, we offer a variety of outreach ministries, and we'd like to take an opportunity to let our listeners know a little bit about what all we've got going on. From 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. every Thursday, everyone is welcome to come and visit our clothes closet where we offer a variety of apparel donated to us by our community. If you or someone you know are in need of clothes, come down and see us at the clothes closet. Again, that's every Thursday from 10 a.m. until 12 p.m. And remember, if you'd like to make donations, bring them by while the clothes closet is open. Please do not leave donations outside of the church when the clothes closet is closed. And as always, we are so thankful for all of your support. Don't forget about our feeding ministry, Meals of Love. On the third Thursday of every month from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m., we invite all of our community to join us for a warm meal and fellowship. Everyone is welcome, so if you're in the area and you'd like a warm meal, stop in and see us and bring your family and friends along too. We also want to let our listeners know about Refuge, our addiction support ministry. Every third Tuesday of the month from 6 p.m. until 7 p.m., we host a warm and friendly opportunity to meet our church family as well as others who may be suffering from the clutches of an overpowering addiction in life. We understand how devastating this can be to you and your loved ones, and we are passionate about helping people find the right path to recovery. So if you or anyone you know are suffering from an addiction of any kind and you don't know where to turn, let us help. Everything at Refuge is kept strictly confidential and our doors are open to everyone. For a detailed list of these as well as other outreach ministries, check out our website at www.westmbsg.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of today's episode.
1: Okay, as we've already talked about the fads in the church, and we've talked about the danger of that. I think it's dangerous for our kids to follow the fads of the world. Uh, I want them to be leaders, not followers. And I think it's the same thing for the church. It's dangerous for us to follow any fad. Uh, We got to check it. I mean, there's some things that are silly that we could follow that, 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 you know, there's no danger in it, but we need to be very careful about the fads in the church because we don't want to be popular. We don't want to be hip. We don't need to be cool. We need to be faithful. That's our job. The church should never be following fads. The church must be following the Bible. Uh, We must be faithful. We don't need new and improved. We need tried and true. We don't need what works. We need what's biblical. And that's what Paul said at the end of 2 Timothy. And that's, I want to go, I want to be biblical. We said this at the outset that we want our viewpoints to be purely biblical, a biblical worldview. So Paul at the end of Second Timothy, as he's about to, to leave this world, he's finished his race, he's run his course, his time of departure is at hand, and he's talking to Timothy, who will take the baton now and run with it. He'll lead the church, he'll go on. What does Paul, and if you had your Bibles out, you could read it for yourself, see it in your own Bible, what does Paul tell Timothy he needs to do? Second Timothy 4, verse 1, what is he telling me he needs to do? He doesn't say, Timothy, be cool, <laughs> Timothy, follow the trends. Timothy, follow the fads. Timothy, do what the world says. No, he says, and he he understands, I understand why he says this. He says, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. I like that. There's only two seasons that we are to preach the word, in season and out of season, all seasons. Paul knew that what's relevant then, the Bible, will be relevant throughout the first century. Paul understood that what was relevant in the first century, the Bible, will be relevant in the 16th century during the Reformation, the Bible. Paul understood that the Bible was relevant in the first century and the Bible will be relevant in the 21st century. Paul knew that people will come and go, that fads will come and go, that issues of the day will come and go, but that God's word will remain true forever. Scripture will always be as relevant as tomorrow's newspaper. So we need to do what Paul said and preach the word. That's our job. That's our duty. So I'll give you two applications here. So what do we do with this? We don't need to follow the fads. We need to be faithful to the word. Tell us how to do that. And I've, I've got two ways we can do that and two different groups I want to talk to. I don't know who listens to this. I know my mom does, and I appreciate her listening to this. She's probably the only one that's missed this. She's probably the only one that wants to hear my voice more and more. But here's, here's the groups. Number one, if you're a pastor and you're listening to this, then I tell you, preach the word. That's your job, that's your duty. Quit watching Facebook, quit watching Instagram, quit watching the news and trying to find your material that you're going to preach on Sunday from the world. What you need to do is open up your Bible and preach the word. I've got a quote here from my favorite preacher, Steve Lawson, and and he preached this in a sermon at Shepherds Conference uh, a few years ago. And here's what he said, and and it's true. He said, Stop with the secular wisdom in the pulpit. Cancel the entertainment in the church fire the drama team, get rid of the stick, unplug the colored lights, put the pulpit back in the center of the building, stand up like a man, open the Bible, let it out, let it rip, and let it fly. And that's what we need to do today, preachers. If you're not a preacher, I'm not talking to you right now. If you're a preacher and you say you're a preacher of any kind at all, stop all the other things and preach the word. If you want to be revolutionary in this world today, Stand behind a pulpit, open the Bible, be a man, and preach the word. That's the preachers. Now, to you that are churchgoers, and I would assume that's most of you listening to me now, that you go to church, you're not a pastor, you're not a preacher, then I I tell you today, go to a Bible-preaching church. Don't go for the music. Don't go for the culture. Don't go for the lights. Don't go for whatever else they have. Find you a church that preaches the Bible. Go to that church, find that church, and beg that church. Or, or if you're in a church that doesn't preach the Bible, I would urge you, go to your preacher. I would love it if somebody would come to me and say, preach the word. <laughs> That's all we want of you. Study and preach. Study and preach. That's what we desperately need in the church today. Not from the preachers, but from the people in the pews. We need you to want the Bible. That's what you desperately need more than anything else in the world is a hunger for the Bible. Go to your preacher on Sunday and say, all we want from you is the Bible. Cry out to the pastor. Give us the Bible. Less announcements. I would, I would love it if somebody comes to me and said, Josh, give us less announcements and give us more Bible. Give us less culture and more Bible. Give us less about you and your family. Don't tell us about what your kids did last week. Give us less jokes and give us more Bible. Talk to us like adults. And not like kids. Give us more Bible, because if we're going to have a revival or an awakening in our in our time, it won't be with fads and gimmicks and trends. It will be with a return to the preaching of the Word of God. We must be faithful, not.
0: We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like more information, please visit our website at www.westendbsg.org. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at West End Baptist Church. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next time for another episode of Standing in the Gap.